Hi, welcome to this week's podcast from the Foundation Stage Forum and Tapestry Teams. I'm joined with Ben, Jack, Stephen and Jules. Hi, you guys. Hello. Hi. Hello. Um, and this week we're going to be talking about parental engagement and what we've learned over the last few weeks of lockdown about the importance of parental engagement, what we can take forward into the future, what are those really crucial things that we've learned that have worked really well that we can um, hopefully include in our future education for our young children. So who's going to kick off then? What, what do you think has been the main thing that we've learned from lockdown with parental engagement? Um, I think it's probably just a, a good idea just to, just to talk briefly about why it's so important to begin with. You know, it was important before this and it's important during this and it's, it'll be important after it as well. And I think it's just uh, the more parental engagement you have, I think as a, from a teacher's point of view, the better you understand that child, I think is the main thing because they, they're so different at home and uh, to how they are at school. And as a teacher, you really only see one half of that child. Um, so the more that you're engaging with that parent and the more you're talking about what they're doing at home and how that child is at home, it just gives you a more well-rounded picture. It's just a more holistic view of that child, which is something you're aiming for with all the children, I suppose. Yeah, and I think it's definitely something that all schools have always wanted to achieve. It's just, you know, there's so many pressures on schools and teachers and parents as well. It's just, it's actually, people have had time in a way during this lockdown to really engage with each other. Um, and using the tools you know people have been using so many different tools for keeping in touch with each other and I think that's made a massive difference as well and certainly for the older children as well isn't it we from the earlier sector have been really used to working very closely with parents with our very young children but that tends to lose it when you get to kind of years three four five six so I'm hoping that parents have been really much more involved with their children's learning and development with the teachers and that that might be something that we can keep forward Mm. I think it's the same with special needs as well, Helen. I think uh, there's so much in common with um, children with significant needs and very young children in the early years and a lot of the sort of approaches that, that go on in specialist settings are very similar. And um, we've always had really good, well, we try to always have really good engagement with the parents. But like you're saying, I think in mainstream, as you approach key stage two, um, I think things tend to, to change a little bit um, in terms of the, the level of engagement of parents. Do you think parents are now more informed about the curriculum, whether it's EYFS or, or the primary curriculum? Do you think they've had an opportunity to actually learn more about what their children are learning in school or not? Yeah, I think um, parents have now got possibly more of an idea of what kind of things are being taught um, and how things are taught instead of it just sort of being maybe a, a homework task that comes home once a week or something like that. I think they've they've been given the opportunity to see a lot more of what's going on in school and taking an active part in that. It's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? The sort of, of the old helping with the maths homework. And this is how I was shown how to do it when I was at school. And I definitely remember my dad doing that with me, telling me, <laughs> oh, try this way instead of that way. This is what I, and I think it's, um, yeah, it can be obviously a hindrance sometimes more than a help, but um, it's maybe nice for them to see some of the methodologies behind what teachers are trying to um, to do and how they're trying to support the children with their learning. So it's a really interesting point that, Stephen, because it, it does seem a bit of a cliche, but it's something I 
uh, have come up against in my own teaching practice you know they're being taught different methods at home as to what they're at school which isn't necessarily a bad thing because you know more you know the more ways you can do it the better but it, sometimes it can it can be a hindrance and it can be confusing so it, it just comes back to that the more you're in touch with that parent and the more information that you're sharing with them the more um, structured and consistent you can be with that child, which are always good things for children to learn. That kind of thing always makes me think there's a wonderful um, uh, little bit in Incredibles 2, little pop culture reference there, (laughs) uh, where uh, Mr. Incredible is coaching Dash, the young boy in uh, maths homework. And it's, you know, and he's saying, we'll do it this way. And and then Mr. Incredible is saying, why do they change maths? Maths is maths. (laughs) And it's so true, isn't it? As a parent, you kind of think, yeah, but how can long do division be done differently you know this is how you do long division and so I think that's really true trying to as we move forward now trying to keep that connection with parents so that they do know how things have changed and and what's happening for their children now and the different methods for doing things. Let's not forget as well a lot of these resources that have been created sort of over the last few weeks they they're not disappearing there's no reason why teachers can't use these things next year or again later on in the year if, if schools are back if those children are back and they need to revisit those t- uh, areas they can just carry on using those videos and to sort of re-explain it to help the parents as well and to understand those methods i think as well things like videos really help um teachers to reach out to those families that find it harder to stay connected for whatever reason. Um, I think things where you can show families what to do um, are probably a lot more accessible so long as they've got um, technology, some kind of technology like a phone or whatever, they're much easier to reach than maybe a lengthy email or a long letter that could get lost or you know, if you can just send a little tiny clip, do this this week or whatever with your child at home. It's so intimidating, isn't it? And especially for families with EAL, you know, as you say, if they get a a written lesson plan, that's going to freak a lot of families out. But a a quick, snappy three-minute video is is so much easier. It's that showing them rather than telling them thing, isn't it? You know, it's just a nice way to reach out to people. I think as well for the children, it's it's been nice for them to see their teachers um, teaching them um, the new ways as well, because... They, you know, I know my own experience is that you can try and explain something and your child will just look at you and go, you don't know this. You're not, you know, you don't know how my teacher's in it. So actually having their teacher to do it can help as well with that, you know, help them understand it more. I think going back to what Jack said about um, if we're thinking about moving forward and how we can carry this parental engagement that, that, that schools and early year settings have been kind of delving into more over the last few weeks, um, that idea about what children show you when they're at home compared to what they show you when they're at school. So they may have learned something when they're at school or when they're in their setting, but when they're at home, they might show the consolidation of that or they might show their understanding of it in a way they haven't shown in in the setting or in the classroom. And if a parent can capture that and send it back and know that that's valued and important, because hopefully that's from the other end, that's what parents have been realising, that they're kind of, what they notice about their children is really valuable. Um, And so that can really help teachers then with, 
knowing where the children are at and what they did understand and perhaps what they didn't. And then also the idea that children at home probably display quite a lot of interests of their own. And then that can really help moving forward with planning, especially if you've got a child who's perhaps just not motivated, not engaged, or just finding something really tricky. If you've got a little window into what makes them tick and what they're really interested in, and you can kind of somehow cleverly weave that in to your day, then you might get them get them going a bit more. That's absolutely right, Jules. And I think parents have probably gained quite a lot of skill in in acknowledging what they need to let the teacher know about their child. So I'm not talking necessarily about written brilliant observations but they kind of know oh that would be really interesting for my child's teacher to know about that not the old-fashioned ways of what on earth am I going to write about my child we've only been to Tesco's again this week it's nothing like that now it's much more focused on the learning and development of the children I think parents have probably developed a lot more skills in that area than they might (laughs) might acknowledge them for themselves I think I was having a conversation a couple of weeks ago online about um, transition into the next year group and how key the parental input is going to be there this year so because children might well be arriving into a class in September or October or whenever it may be and then the handover from the previous teacher this time around might not be as thorough as as usual and the parents could well fill some of those gaps especially if there's been um uh, certainly if there's been any trauma or anything significant happened at home during this process. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how schools make use of the parental knowledge for transitions this year. I wonder if there are schools who are keeping the teachers with those same children, so they're kind of moving up with them. That's probably what I would do if I were ahead. If you've only had those children for half a year, why not have them again next year mm. in their new year group? It just seems rather than another transition. It's not going to be possible in a lot of schools if staff have changed and so on. But I would think for for continuity, that would be really beneficial for a lot of children. I think so. And also one of the things just I think we've all found perhaps speaking with colleagues who are are working with children at at the moment, where parental engagement has worked well... And obviously that's not everywhere, but where it has worked well, they certainly friends of mine have said they they really feel like they know this cohort of children much better and ironically much better than perhaps other cohorts of children that they've had over the years because they've had this much more intense connection with the families um, and therefore they've kind of reached out to them in different ways. And, yeah, they know them much better differently, but but well. It's a much more individual approach, isn't it? If they're dealing with one child online, sending a video or watching, you know, reading their journal or whatever they've done, it really is a one-to-one luxury that as a teacher, you often don't get. I mean, I remember when I, you know, I would get to the end of the teaching day and think, gosh, I haven't spoken to those two children all day. They just haven't had a piece of me at all. Now, it's not if you've got a, a small group of key worker children in, you might have six. You're spending all day with those six children. You are really going to get to know them really, really well. I think, yeah, it was about exactly that. Um, I think, you know, this with this new bubbles and everything that's coming in, teachers are going to be able to really work with those children, as you say, and really sort of be able to teach them everything they need to to be ready for next year. Um, so it's, it's smaller class sizes that, uh, you know, that everyone yeah. always... Everyone that we've always, always, always wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the, the things that has really been highlighted today is that what about the uh, the children where the families aren't that engaged 
the ones that haven't sort of interacted with the resources that the, the teachers have sent home um, and just things like that. I mean, how do we reach out to those families? I think that's that's the key to the next stage. Mm. Whether it's a result of lack of technology or, again, you know, kind of disinterest with school life because they had bad experiences themselves, you know, the traditional kind of um, mm. reasons that are put forward for, for some families not engaging. It's... It's a really tricky one. And with social distancing, when those children do go back to school, I don't know if teachers are ever going to be able to reach those families because they're mm. not even going to be able to have close conversations with them physically either. I wonder yeah. whether teachers will have, over themselves over these few weeks, grown in confidence in the ways that they reach out to families and whether that ultimately will be a real positive even for the challenge of reaching out to those harder to, harder to connect with families. Um, whether there's there's little things that they can think of that they've done that might work or just that confidence to to try and have that conversation again and again and again I think definitely I think a lot of teachers have grown in confidence with a lot of different methods that they've been using you know some will have never have made a an online video um, you know for children previous to this and now it's second nature to a lot of a lot of teachers and even like um just ringing around you know making phone calls some that's a real that's quite hard for some teachers to do i know some of my colleagues have been yesterday were on the phone hours talking to parents about coming back and things like that which you know is 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 all just skills that they're developing and i think confidence really has in those areas gone up with teachers which is another positive i think from all of this Yeah, because a lot of teachers, and I would count myself in this group when I was teaching, you know, I'm really good at at communicating with children and I can stand up in front of a whole bunch of children and that's totally fine. But actually communicating with adults can can be harder and people might assume that just because you're at the front of a class that you're quite confident and really kind of gregarious and outgoing but actually you're, you may well not be and that having this intense period again of, of connecting with with the adults may well have you know helped in fact those teachers that personal growth that's the word I'm looking for (laughs) they've done some personal growth and yeah as you say Jack you know having to make phone calls much more regularly or even if it's emails or videos or whatever it is hopefully that will hopefully their own confidence will help the parents yeah I mean especially they've been having to navigate through quite a tricky situation with some parents having very strong views one way or the other so you know reading through edu twitter over the last few weeks um some teachers are damned if they do damned if they don't so they've had to deal with quite tricky situations and negotiate calmly and professionally whilst inside they're probably in turmoil um with parents who don't agree with what they're doing whether it's not enough work being sent home or too much or the wrong type or whatever um there has been you know several examples of teachers thinking well i just can't do anything right but you know where am i going to go from here and related to that the decision to open schools or not and i think some some parents have been and not everything seems to be happening very quickly and things are changing quickly I know um, I was speaking to someone who was expecting their child to be gone back on Monday but on Friday they got a letter saying it's been delayed and we can't actually tell you when it's going to happen and they'd um, sort of been on countdown a bit really um, because they were in the camp of thinking it was going to be a really positive thing for their child. What struck me on the news last night was with um, some young children being interviewed obviously it was their first day back yesterday for some of them 
and they looked pretty shell-shocked, if I admit it. I mean, they, they went into the classrooms, the desks were very far apart, the children had their own materials on each desk, they were interviewed at, lunch, at lunchtime and break time, and they didn't, they looked just shocked. I can't think of any other word for it. Didn't look happy to be back. I'm sure there are many children who are very happy to be back, but the ones that were interviewed on the news last night didn't really. They looked quite struck with the changes and didn't really know how to cope. Teacher looked great and was really trying to reassure them, but such an unusual place to be for these young people. I think, you know, this point in particular, when the, where we've started to send some children back, parental engagement becomes even more important because from a child's perspective, I think seeing that your teachers and teaching support staff and adults at home are all in the same boat working around you to support you is so important for that child to think, yeah, I've got actually a really cohesive uh, support network here because they're going to be going through a lot, like you say, Helen, coming back to this very different environment. But if they see that actually my teachers at school and my, and my adults at home are both here and they're both talking and they're both working. I think children pick up on that really a lot. And I think that's just super important at the moment. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think we may well have covered all the things we wanted to cover. So thank you guys for this week's podcast. If you have enjoyed listening to this and you would like to subscribe, please do so. And we'll speak to you all next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.